he wouldn't shut up. So we gave him a talk show. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Tiger Woods is eight over. After 14, he's got four holes to go. He's already shot a 70. Yikes. I said this earlier on in the program. I would not want to make the cut if I was close to the cut line. Like if I was playing that terribly and I wasn't in contention, I'd just say, you know what, F it, I'm going home. I don't want to have to do that bull crap. I don't have to deal with it. I don't want to have to go out there for 36 more holes and try to prove myself despite the fact that the course is kicking my ass. 412-922-2874. It is the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. At underscore Adam Crowley is the way to get involved on Twitter.com. Got a couple of more movie trailers. Don't you, Brian? That has put me to shame here. I don't have any. In a world where Tiger Woods is plus eight. Coming this fall, it's I'm going to Denny's. <laughs> All right, one for one. One for one on the new badge. In a world where poor Antonio Brown can't be free from the media, it's Boohoo 2 football jail two for two in a world where the pirates are the best team in baseball and won three straight world series it's you must be tripping ah two and a half for three all right ah, two and a half for three what do you think there tom right. 2.5 in a world where i'll take 2.5 any day of the week it's... Are we talking about my penis? <laughs> yeah! You did it, Crowley! I got you one! Did it. I got one! Yeah! yeah. yeah. Nicely done, Adam. Yeah! In a world where Adam finally gets one, it's... Woohoo, Adam! In a world where Tom and Brian have picked up more than two-thirds of the slack, it's called Today's Radio Show. It's called Mailing It In. Brian's on vacation starting tomorrow. I'm on vacation on Friday next week, but without Brian here next week, there's nobody to keep us accountable, so uh, get used to all the nonsense. Great. Even more nonsense than yeah, we provide on a regular basis. Yeah, you think there's nonsense now? Like, there's actually some kind of rule of law with this show. Like, we actually have to pull things back. Well, not we. Let me say I have to pull things. Like, hey, why don't we do this? Yeah, except that's illegal. I'm scared because I won't be here to stop those sorts of things. Well, you remember the one time where I was going to do the EAS test? Yes, you were going to do it on the air. That's and, highly illegal. Yeah, I had like, at the, off the top of my head, I had eight stories of people who have been fired doing that very thing. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Devin. Hello, Devin. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm happy that you're good, though. I'm happy that you're okay. What's on I your mind? To say that I, I want you to really uh, pursue making uh, the movie Ben Roethlisberger the douche. Does the bit I, I, work, Devin? Does the bit skit, work? That whole skit was pretty pretty damn funny. Yes! All right, uh, we got it! I didn't do anything, man. but we got it! It's almost up there with your uh, 93.7. You're, you're, you're catching fire, man. You're, you're getting good at this. <laughs> uh, these are all Brian's ideas. I don't like it. 
I don't like it. <laughs> Brian must be a funny guy, man. Brian Thank is you, a Devin. funny guy. Thank you. In a world where Brian... I can't do it. See you, Devin. Thank you, Devin. In a world... Play the music. I got one of you. In a world where Devin's happy and Adam is just okay, it's Thursday, June 14th. Oh. I got it, right? No. You don't think I get it? No, no. Do I not get the show? In a world where Devin thinks Brian is funny, it's You're my dude, Devin, coming to theaters this summer. Now, wait a second yeah, now. That's just as bad. Now, wait that's a second now. Bad. I don't think that's Come good on. either. That's Jerome, you right. Jerome, you Jerome, shut you the hell up in there. You, you sit your ass your down, intern Jerome. You don't get to vote on what's funny and what's not funny. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Wow. Used a lot of profanity in this se uh, segment here. In a world where Crowley bullies the intern, it's Bad Boss 6. I got nothing. See, oh, no. Oh, we out. tapped out? We tapped out on the... Uh, uh, just give me a little bit. I'll come back trailer. to some more. Yeah. Well, we do got Chris Adamski coming up at about 14 minutes here on the Crowley show. That could give us some time to think. We'll let Adamski do all the talking, and then we'll just... We'll find a way to come up with better movie trailers. Well, they will. I won't. We have had some good ones. Yes, you have had some good we, ones. We, we, ah, we. Tom's we, had some good ones, we. too. I just, I'm questioning my self-worth right now, honestly. I think the last two shows have been great. I think today's show's been very good. Whenever I haven't been talking. <laughs> and I think that that can be an issue whenever I am probably responsible for 66.6% .6 of the words. A little more than that. You think so? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah, you're a big part of the show. <laughs> I think we should change the name of the show. <laughs> no, you're a big part of it. No, I want to come. I want to come off the title. <laughs> no, you're. A big I don't part want to be the, on the title you're anymore. A big part of the show. No, no. Yeah, no, because when you get your name on the show, that means you have to come up with sixty-six percent of the of the content. Right. Me and Tom don't want to do that. I want to be. How about Crowley and the Kooks? No. Get you named up in there. No, our names aren't the kooks. Yeah, we're oh. the kooks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Woo, look at you guys, the kooks. Woo. Crowley. No, we're not naming 50s bands. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, look at the haircuts on these guys. They're, they're real swell. Welcome Crow to the stage, Crowley and the kooks. Hey, yeah. We're the flock of seagulls. No. No? No. You like that? Here's what Rob Rossi had to say when we had him on the show earlier in the week about a conversation he had with Evgeny Malkin. You got to properly introduce that, okay? Watch. Tom, give me some music here. Wait a second. I can't do anything right. In a world where Rob Rossi came on the Adam Crowley show, it sounded something like this. I will tell you this. I can share this now. I think I told you last time I was on with you there was something I talked Something I know Malkin said to Ovechkin that I couldn't say until I got permission, so I can tell you now. Uh, when they were in the handshack line, he, he did tell him, go get his, because I'll be back. It's Sound Bites with Rossi, available on the Adam Crowley Show. Well, I think there can be another trailer there. I really do. In a world where Alexander Ovechkin is victorious... And if Kenny Malkin is on the losing end, it's enjoy this now, but I'll be back. Oh, no. What do you mean, oh no? How don't I get this bit? It's too long, man. It's too long of a name. All of mine are wordy, aren't they?
Every single one of them. Come up with a movie title. Okay. And then start there. Start with the movie title. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just think of a funny right, let me movie do it. Title. Let me do it again. All right. Here we go. You ready? Or do you want? Do you want to do it? Wait. Wait a second. Wait, time, time. 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 Do you want to break this down? All right. My movie title is. <laughs> oh, we're gonna help you through it. No, Crosby's comeback tour. How about that? Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. a good. See, that's a good okay. start. Okay. How How about you take it to a movie? Like you want to snazz it up so like it's comeback Crosby. Yeah. Like that's a better movie title than it's comeback Crosby as opposed to. Crosby's Comeback Tour? Yeah. Okay, Brevity, Soul of Wit. Okay, yeah. very good. So what was the title? Uh, Comeback Crosby. Okay, good. Let's do it. In a world where Ovechkin's swimming in a fountain and Sidney Crosby is drinking Dasani, it's Comeback Crosby. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think they matched. Huh. Like your your intro. In a world where Sidney Crosby's a loser and Alexander Ovechkin's a winner, it's the hockey season of 2018. Come back, Crosby. Actually, it would go more like this. Okay, right? all right. In a world where one man seeks vengeance against an ultimate foe, it's Sidney Crosby in Come Back, Crosby. Well, that, that's perfect. See? Son of a bitch. That's good. Got to feel the drama, man. Okay. All right. You ready? In a world where the Jacksonville Jaguars reign supreme, the Pittsburgh Steelers do everything in their power to add to their roster and avenge their loss that they had in the 2017 <laughs> Divisional Round Playoff game. It's... <laughs> Week 7 of 2018. Did I get it? You tell him. No, you did not get it. I think you're getting further away. Yeah, you were almost there, and then you just started backing off again. More words, right? All right, let's Let, do it one more time. Let me do it one more time. No, no, okay. that's no I think I can do it this time. <laughs> Phil Kessel scored 92 points. You forgot in a world. Let's start over. <laughs> in a world where Phil Kessel scored 92 points, Jim Rutherford said that the injuries affected his play. Meanwhile, Mike Sullivan says the injuries did not. Will he be traded? <laughs> Find out on June 22nd when the NHL draft starts. It's... <laughs> Will Phil Kessel be traded when the NFL draft starts? NHL. Sorry. Oh, I screwed up. I screwed it up. I meant NHL draft. That was the problem. That's the problem. That's what I did wrong. I think I butchered that part. You're real bad at the spit. What do you mean? Nothing. That was concise. That was to the point. Yeah. I forgot the title, though, I think. <laughs> we got uh, Rossi soundbite. You got that one back up. Fire that one up again. I will tell you this. I can share this now. I think I told you last time I was on with you. There was something I thought, something I know Malkin said to a veteran that I couldn't say until I got permission. So I can tell you now. Uh, when they were in the handshake line, he he did tell him, "Go get his," because I'll be back. I think that's extra motivation for the Penguins. Back-to-back -back cup winners. Then the Capitals win the cup. Bang! Now they're motivated. Extra. Gonna work harder. Not that they weren't working hard this year, but I do think that there's something that burns within. When somebody tells you you can't do something, you say, okay, I'm going to prove your smarmy ass wrong. And the Penguins, well, they 
proven that they can win it over the last couple of years. The Capitals had not. I think there was something burning deep within them. You could see the desperation. They were down 2-0 to Columbus. It brought the desperation out even further. Uh, They almost blew it against Tampa Bay, and then they came back to win two games in that series to win that series. I think whenever you're motivated, whenever you're told you can't do something, I think that makes you yearn for it more. Uh, Anytime I asked a girl out, and they said no, I asked him 15 more times. That's not kosher. Shouldn't do that anymore. But it's true. It's hard to get. And I think the Penguins now, after seeing the Capitals hoist the cup and parade it around and swim in the fountain and drink all the booze, I think that they are going to want to claim back what's rightfully theirs, which is the Stanley Cup. I think that Crosby wants to make sure that he can put Ovechkin far behind him in the rearview mirror. And I think that Evgeny Malkin thinks he's the best Russian hockey player of all time, certainly the greatest living Russian hockey player. And I think that winning a fourth Stanley Cup can help both Penguins achieve what they're now going to want to achieve. You got any more movie trailers? Yeah, I do. Are they good? Yeah. I don't know if they can keep up with what I just put out there. In a world where the show host doesn't get the bit, one man won't stop trying to be funny. It's the crowd man cometh. Huh? I mean, I thought I was pretty funny. How about this one? In a world where Crowley keeps butchering jokes, it's funny ain't easy. Yours are way too short, man. <laughs> They're too short. Are they? Yeah. They'd be good movies, though, right? I mean, anything starring me would be Crowd Man tremendous. Cometh? Yes. I'd go see Crowd Man Cometh. It would end a lot faster than you would want it to. <laughs> Coming up next! Finally, I landed one. You did, dude. Just get out. Go to break. Chris Adamski! <laughs> Trib! It's a Crowley show! What the hell do we do here every day? I actually forgot about that. Jesus! That was Tom eating wasabi right there. Yes, it was. Beautiful day. I'd like to update the Twitter poll. Did that bit work if you exclude me? 48% say yes, 52% say no. Son of a bitch. Well, again, could it be like, did that bit work without me? Or did that bit work without me? You know what I mean? So no is actually a positive if you if you phrase it differently. Did that bit work without me? No, it didn't work without Adam Crowley. Right? I'm just trying to make you feel good, dude. You're kind of down because you don't think you've been funny. So, I'll tell you what. My confidence is at an all-time low. <laughs> all-time low. I am... Well, whatever. If Danny Kinkwala from the NFL Network tweeted this out earlier today... Mike Tomlin, with a moment of complete honesty when asked about his team's need to work on tackling more, he said, quote, those are just cliches that we throw around because we have to do interviews. This after we heard Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler say that tackling is a huge priority because of some of the tackling issues they had last year. I don't care what's honest. I don't care what's not honest. I'll tell you the honest part. I'll be honest. They don't have to be honest. I'll be honest for you. They need to tackle better. Chris Adamski of the trip joins us now here on the Crowley Show. Hello, Chris. Hi, Adam. How are you? Well, I was okay, and now I'm irritated. I've been been sucked into the Steelers' anger wormhole here. Uh, I understand. I just, uh, I mean, you've been at training camp for 
several camps now. I mean, I've covered the Steelers for several years. I mean, that that's uh, I, I understand your angst, and I I agree. But I, you know, this ain't your first rodeo with Mike Tomlin's uh, media interactions. Uh, so um, I'm just surprised you're you're taking this so hard. It's Thursday, June 14th. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yes. I will be angered by what I want to be angered by, and I don't feign anger either. I'm not I'm not one of those radio hosts. If something irritates me, I say it irritates me. So I, like Mike Tomlin, am being honest here. I'm going to ask you a question completely out of left field, though, first. A Russian politician told Russian women not to sleep with foreigners for the World Cup. You agree or disagree with that sentiment? Oh, my. Um... Well, I mean, are the foreigners, are we talking foreign journalists? Because, I mean, I would advise anybody, any woman not to sleep with a foreign sports writer, any sports writer, actually, foreign or domestic. So, or are we talking more of the family? I'll leave it at that, actually. Well, okay, so now we'll go back to your previous answer. Is, it, is this your first rodeo, Crowley? Is this your first rodeo at Amsky? Women ain't sleeping with sports writers. Be real now. <laughs> I, I, I was I was hoping you wouldn't public, divulge that publicly as a sports writer myself. Although I am married, so I guess I no longer have to worry about that. Well, it's not like the olden days where there were betting ceremonies, so we don't know what went down with you and your wife, Chris Adamski, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Let's a betting ceremony. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to reiterate that. Call. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a Game of Thrones thing too. I'm on a big Game of Thrones kick right now. Is that okay with you? I got you. Yeah, yeah. you watch Game of Thrones. Um, not, no, oh, I'll, I'll say no. I mean, I, I do I some, but certainly not enough to have any sort of informed discussion about it. Okay. Chris Adamski joining us here on the Crowley show. What'd you think about the end of season one of game of Thrones when the head got cut off of Ned Stark? <laughs> Bring me on for my expert expertise, expert expertise. That's great. Well, um, so I just, I do think it's odd that you're coming on here and you're saying that you're not an expert in game of Thrones and, well, I'm going to ask you questions about that anyhow. I mean, if I'm going to ask you questions about sports, none of us are experts in sports either, so I just I feel like it's appropriate. Good point. Uh, well, I'll refer you to other people who are more of experts or non-experts on Game of Thrones. Uh, Tom, get George R.R. R. Martin on the phone if you can. Uh, during <laughs> during this segment, get him on the phone. We're going to get him on the line with Adamski. Uh, Chris, I was saying in the last segment that the Penguins, they tried this year, obviously. I'm not going to say that they didn't put forth an effort but I think Washington absolutely wanted it more I think when you're told you can't do something a bunch like when my mom tells me I can't have a cookie I'm gonna want the cookie even more they're going to want to win the Stanley Cup even more I think that the Capitals winning the Cup this year can be motivation that the Penguins can bounce off of for next year yeah, you know, I I don't like to play too much into that, but I, I oh, for the love of God! Well, even if it's incremental and marginal, I, you're right that, that I think that the uh, listen, I think I talked to you about it last week or one of these weeks that, that the the difference between the Penguins and Capitals three years in a row in the playoffs was was razor thin, and the Penguins won the first two, and I'm not taking it away from them from winning those two, but they you know a bounce here or there, uh, you know, they went to overtime in Game Six the first year. Um, the second year with the game seven, a scoreless game midway through game seven. So, so, so to act as if uh, you know that there was this wide chasm, the Penguins are that much better. The first, and this year, the Penguins had a you know had a lead in, in game five, up to go up to three two and go home to to, to win it. Um, you know, a bounce here and there. So, if if the difference between the two teams is that small, I am willing to concede that yes, perhaps some sort of you know uh, motivating factor, or perhaps even that that long-held fatigue thing that was talked about all year long with the Penguins, although it wasn't talked about the first year when it, 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 it just retired, 
um, that actually maybe would have played enough of a role that perhaps that that would tip the balance of a team that, you know, if they played you know, 100 series and one would win 51 and one win 49, maybe that, you know, was enough to tilt the other way to the 49 team or vice versa. Have you heard of Rob Rossi before? <laughs> I'm familiar with Mr. Rossi, yes. Okay, well then maybe this will sway your opinion even more into my camp. I will tell you this. I can share this now. I think I told you last time I was on with you there's something I talked Something I know Malkin said to Ovechkin that I couldn't say until I got permission, so I can tell you now. Uh, when they were in the handshack line, he, he did tell him, go get his, because I'll be back. He'll be back, man. Buy into that. How can you refute that kind of hearsay, my friend? <laughs> well, when you got, hey, and on the opening of the World Cup, we're talking about Russian women and, and sleeping with men, and we got two Russians there, probably speaking in Russian, although presumably not about sleeping with women in Russia. Did you know that Putin scored five goals today? <laughs> Did he? Was it, was it like an all-star challenge of some sort, that, that hockey? I assume you're referring to that. Oh, no. Oh, it was World Cup. He was out there. Oh, he was out there? Yeah, he was out I there. Mean, he, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a mythical figure. Chris Adamski joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Adamski, I know you've been poking around at OTAs and minicamp. A little worrisome that the Steelers don't seem to know who their starting free safety is going to be, no? Well, I, I mean, the, the company line will be. Do you want me to give you a condescending answer like Mike Tomlin would? Is that what's the right? You know. Just, All right. Well, okay. Let's okay. Let's play this game. Give me the Mike Tomlin answer, then give me the Chris Adamski answer. Well, Adam, I'm not going to do a voice. That's going too far. But well, Adam, it's football and sports right now. This is not the time for us to be discussing depth chart things like that. We're all here trying to get work, trying to get better collectively. And when we get to the trope, those things will stand to work themselves out. And we'll, we'll more concern ourselves with who's going to be first team or second team or third team or whatever team until we get to opening day of the season, September 9th. Uh, a lack of obviously is there. And... Well, I, I, okay. I wasn't doing impersonation. I was oh. giving you the stock answer. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't impersonate. I'm, I'm no. I'm no Ryan Scarpino. You should have him on someday. Actually, that would be that would be fascinating radio. I think to have not, not to plug or tell you what to do. With well, you. I was so, I was about to say Chris Adamski can't pretend to be Mike Tomlin, but he can pretend to be producer Tom. I don't know if I like that. But what would Chris Adamski say about the Steelers and their free safety position? Well, I mean Morgan Burnett missed missed some time, you know, with minor injury things like that. I, I they don't just talking. To, I think I've talked to every safety on the roster, including Malik Golden, because I'm a Penn State homer, of course. And I talked to the Penn State guy. That's true. At the bottom of the depth chart, um, but and they don't, you know, they're not doing game plan type stuff right now. So they're they're going to do this thing where they say the the free and the strong aren't that different, and it has in terms of you know 25 years ago, it's that's true. They're not that different. I don't think they're completely interchangeable, though. You're not going to tell me that they're the, they're the same thing, the same skill set. But uh, you know, they have the same responsibilities, I should say. But I think that generally the same skill sets will go. You have a lot to shake out here. I mean, what if you know Terrell Edmonds shows you that he can play immediately? You have to get him on the field. Uh, you know, that could affect how your your chess pieces sort of move. And and, and if you want to, if you think you're able to put, you know, have you time a lot more. Or somehow go into a you know a big nickel type of thing. I think a lot of this kind of shake itself out. So for us to sit here and you know rigidly talk about the eleven starting spots on the defense, I mean you know that that's not necessarily how. There's so much not to again fall into a Mike Tomlin cliche. A lot of sub-package football out there that that will you know determine who's on the field at a certain time. So to worry about who at the top of this depth chart at a specific position that is still I believe I, you know I listen they have a better idea than what on to us to me. 
but I still think they're they're kind of they need to see who they have. I mean, you got you a couple of rookies and a new guy join the second. You're completely revamping your safety spot. I think they still want to see who they have until they start you know plugging and playing the, the way they want. Adamski, you are not Rob Rossi, but yet you swayed me there. You got me. You got me. All right, that's fair. I'm not going to freak out about it as much as I was going to freak out about it at 540. I'll find something else to freak out about at that time. Perhaps Mike Tomlin not giving us anything in the media. Adamski is joining us here from the Trib on the Crowley Show. I did want to talk a little bit about Antonio Brown and whatever the hell that was the other day. And now that I've had time to reflect, now that I've had time to think about what he was trying to say what i can say definitively i think is definitively i think is that antonio brown is starting to feel the effects of celebrity he wants to be the guy he wants to be loved he wants to be somebody that you walk up to on the street and you say oh i love antonio brown he wants to get all the twitter followers and the likes and the instagram posts but he doesn't want to get the negative that comes along with celebrity it's a lot of the uh be careful what you wish for kind of thinking. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he literally, he literally pays somebody to follow him around and broadcast his life to the world. I mean, let's face it, he pays somebody to be in his social media, uh, you know, 365 days a year, no, but uh, certainly uh, all his public appearances and a lot of his non-public appearances, uh, there, there, there are people as part of his uh, entourage, for lack of a way of putting it, with him, is somebody who documents everything for him to put it out into public. Uh, now there are plenty of advantages to that, as a uh, and most of or many of them have to do with earning potential and creating a hashtag brand and all that. And he's reaping the benefits of that. Um, and you know he has people talk and hey, who doesn't want to make more money? And who you know? And if you have him and if you're him and you have a short window in terms of money making ability for your a job, but if he puts himself out there enough. Uh, you know, he could have a, some sort of career after that because he's out there. You know, how many commercials does he do? He, he's becoming more and more increasingly a household name. Uh, you know, I, I don't say around the country. I don't know if you know, you know, Aunt Mildred in Des Moines, Iowa knows who Antonio Brown is, but he's in a, you know, he, he's creating something for himself. So it's. I, I think that there's a there's a lot going on there with Antonio Brown. You know, and from what we all get to know of him, to varying degrees in the media, and you know, that's only scratching the surface. But you're right. I think there is some sort of internal conflict where he and he's on board with it. You know, he wants to do well. He wants to spread himself out and do other things outside of football. And, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Good for him. Um, but you're right. There's probably some unintended consequences to that, and uh, and that may be part of his sort of what the internal conflict going on right now. Last thing here for you, Adamski, and I just need yes or no here. Okay, you you understand <laughs> the rules? Do you get it? Oh boy. Okay. These are always tough for me. Uh, brevity's never been my strong suit, Adam, so uh, but I'll, I'll do my best. Well, you're one of the funnier people I follow on Twitter. You can do brevity, wow. Adamski. Just work at it, okay? Okay. Well, thank okay. you for the compliment. Does the social media guy who follows Antonio Brown around make more than I do? <laughs> y- yes. Get the hell out of here. Thank you for your time, Adamski. Peace out, buddy. <laughs> Bye, Adam. Harry Carey reporting live from Shattercock Golf Course. At the top of the leaderboard, we got Ian Poulter and Dustin Johnson at one under. And I just got one question. What the hell? They're only one under? What the hell is going on out there? I mean, there's no one with a glove guarding the hole. There's no one throwing the ball 100 miles per hour and having them swing a bat to try to hit it. 
I mean, what's the what's the problem? It seems pretty simple. You just put the ball in the hole in as few swings as you can. I don't know why they take four swings in general in the first place. I would do it in one. Anyway, Jason Duffner's at even par. He's right behind the leaders. And the Diamondbacks are leading the Brewers 6-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth. Back to you, Adam. You got anything on Tiger Woods? Who? Tiger Woods. Eldrick. Eldrick Tiger Woods? I think he's like 25 over or something like that. I don't think that's right. No, it's factually correct. It says here he's 8 over, Harry. Hey! They say 8 over is the new 25. Coming up next, the hottest take of the day, other crap and three stars of the show. DSP in Pittsburgh. All right, I got two hottest takes of the day here, so I don't know what that means, Tom. I don't know if that means we go into the music for both of them, or I just do one first, and then we go into the music. It's up to you, though. I've lost all decision-making responsibilities for today's show. I feel like I'm in timeout the way that I've performed. So you tell me, do we play the music and then go into both, or do I do one now and then we play the music, and then that'll be the actual hottest take of the day? Uh, Let's go into the music, and then you'll tell us both. I'll do both. All right. Should I do the sports one first or the non-sports one first? Dealer's choice. I'm not allowed to make choices anymore. Brian, which one should I do first? Sports or non-sports? Let's go sports. All right. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day. Longtime Oklahoma State Athletic Director Mike Holder would like to see football coach Mike Gundy aim higher in recruiting. Gundy's 114 and 53 in 13 seasons at Oklahoma State. And here's the quote He's really matured into a difference maker as coach. I would appreciate recruiting a little differently than he does. I'd want to finish higher in those recruiting rankings than we consistently do. I think that ultimately puts a ceiling on what you're able to achieve, end quote. Mother bleeper, you're Oklahoma State. You're not the biggest school in your state. It's never going to be that way. Oklahoma's a blue blood. Oklahoma gets all the money. Oklahoma has the higher enrollment. People are going to rather attend that institution than your institution. But I'll zoom back for a moment. I can't stand when expectations are changed. If you would have asked Mike Holder, or whatever the bleep his name is, the athletic director at Oklahoma State, 13 years ago what the expectations are for an Oklahoma State head coach, he would never say 114 and 53. That would seem impossible to attain. You would never think that a guy at Oklahoma State would be able to have that much success. And you know what? It's exactly what happened here at the University of Pittsburgh with Jamie Dixon. Jamie Dixon went to the NCAA tournament in 11 to 13 years. Jamie Dixon took his team to an Elite Eight. Jamie Dixon took his team to multiple Sweet 16s at a university that had not had a lot of previous success. They had their moments, but they never had a long stretch of success the way that Jamie Dixon had them having success when he was the head coach there. And I realized Jamie Dixon wasn't fired, but he was nudged out the door, and he had been offered other jobs during his tenure at the University of Pittsburgh, never took them. His alma mater comes knocking, and Pitt basically said, ah, all right, see you later. We can hit another level here. West Virginia's won 10 games, 
nine times in the history of their football program. That's it. N- ten times in the history of their, or nine times in the history of their program have they won ten games. And yet some in the West Virginia fan base say, oh, fire Dana Holgerson, who's won ten games twice as the head coach of the Mountaineers. Two out of nine times. That's higher than 20%. That's pretty darn good. If you're Oklahoma State, realize you're Oklahoma State. They contended for a national championship not all that long ago when Brandon Whedon was quarterback. They've been in a position to contend for college football playoff berths at times over the last couple of years, too. They've been right there in contention for the Big 12. They're Oklahoma State! You don't have to act as though you're Alabama. You don't have to act as though you're Florida or one of those powerhouse SEC schools that's racked up national championships. You don't have to pretend like you're Texas. It's a Big 12. You're in the second tier. They're 114 and 53 over 13 seasons. Show some restraint. Don't say stuff like that. I'd be damn happy if that guy came and taught and coached at my school. I hate when programs, particularly in college, don't know what they are. And as much as I've ripped on Cincinnati, the Bengals, they were the Browns prior to Marvin Lewis getting there. And while I think that he could take his team to the next level, the reason he's kept his job is because he got them to a level that didn't seem possible whenever they were not the Bengals, but playing more like the Browns. Sometimes you got to know who you are. And in college, I think more so than anything else. That was hottest take number one. Let's hit it again. Hit it again. I want hottest take number two. Let's it's go time now. For Woo! the hottest take of the day. Jerome, <laughs> the intern, walked up to the vending machine prior to today's show and slides in a cool, crisp $1 bill. And you know what happens? Meh! <laughs> You're not getting what's inside me. It's like the Lucky's having on Tinder right now. (laughs) That I understand. If a woman doesn't want to touch Jerome, if a woman doesn't want to touch me or Tom or Brian, fine. Women be crazy. I get it. But a vending machine should want my damn cash. There's a simple transaction that needs to take place. I put money in. You shoot food out. Now, I wanted to just do the Oklahoma State thing as the hottest take of the day because, frankly, Jerome's new and I don't have to speak on his behalf. I don't have to defend him against the evils of the vending machine world. But during the last break, like I do every day, I went to try to get Reese's out of the damn vending machine. I didn't have cash, but since it's 2018, I can swipe a damn card. So I swiped the card. E-Zero. Swipe the card. Because I'm hungry. E-Zero. So I swipe the card. E-Zero. You don't want my cash? You don't want my money? I'm trying to pay you for food. (laughs) Like, my day is going to be a little bit worse if I don't get to eat those Reese's. But is it going to be that much worse if I get to keep my $1.15? Like, vending machines are going to go out of business if they don't take my cash. Vending machines are gonna go out of business if they don't take my card. What's next, do I gotta stick the chip in there? What do I have to do to get a damn Reese's? Tom, tell me right now what Jerome was trying to buy. Ask him, Jerome, what were you trying to buy? I need to know, tell him, I need to know. He was trying to buy Oreos. And it wouldn't even let the Oreos come out. Those are mine. I eat the Oreos in there. 
I don't think the vending machine knows. Jerome, there's only a limited amount of Oreos in that damn vending machine. So when it's working, I expect them to be there. So please pick another snack. Well, it doesn't matter because they're not going to get vended. Maybe this is the beginning of the robot revolution. Maybe they knew that you were the keeper of the Oreos and that mother bleeper wasn't going to be able to buy them. Now, who's buying all the Reese's? Who does this vending machine belong to? Is it KDO? KDO is always walking around she that is. smarmy She's... jerk with her Reese's. There was a uh, empty Reese's wrapper in the big studio right up on the desk. I'm Sorry. spent. Sorry, dude. I don't have energy. Want to know why? Because I didn't get that nice pop of protein and sugar that I was looking for going into the final segment of the show. It's other crap. Woo! I mean, other crap. Russia's psychic cat Achilles picked Russia to win the World Cup. She's also one for one on picks. She's perfect. Woo! Other crap. Hopefully Achilles doesn't turn heel. Woo! Other crap. Ah, but they always land on their feet. Woo! Other crap. That cat's for real. Woo! Other crap. In a world where a cat can predict who wins a soccer match, Russia's favorite feline fortune teller, Achilles, stars in Cat to the Future. Woo! Other crap. If the cat says they're going to win it, so be it. Woo! Other crap. Paul the Octopus has to hate that cat. Woo! I'll tell you what. Other crap. Russia beat Saudi Arabia in game one of the World Cup. I know because I saw the whole match. Woo! Other crap. Russia kept putting it in the net. Woo! Other crap. Stat sheet says Vladimir had 14 unassisted goals. Woo! Other crap. It's been 595 days since pit basketball in a conference game. <laughs> you sure? Yep. Positive. Three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Chris Adamski. Well, I mean, are the foreigners, are we talking foreign journalists? Because, I mean, I would advise anybody, any woman not to sleep with a foreign sports writer, any sports writer, actually, foreign or domestic, so. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Tom Cruise. You're taller, though. Am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a really short guy. Is he a short guy, Very Tom Cruise? Short. How short's Tom Cruise? He's like five foot six, five foot seven. Really? Know. Yes. Tiny Pecker, I bet that guy has. Oh yeah, the wee no, Pecker. That, yeah, that's so small. Yeah, small penis for Tom Cruise. First star. <laughs> and tonight's first star of the show, Brian Lamartino. In a world where everyone says what they mean, one man won't conform. It's Ben Roethlisberger in Passive Aggressive. In a world where the bar wants to fight you, Todd Haley is the Tequila Cowboy. In a world where two coaches hang in the stands at a high school football game, it's Joey Porter and Mike Tomlin in Stogies in the Stands. In a world where he keeps all the money for himself, it's Bob Nutting in Stingy Douchebag. 
That's a show. Wow. And you're gone now. I am going out to California. I won't be reachable. Don't try. You telling me Yosemite's in California? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Not going to be Who anywhere near off? anything. I won't be able to take calls. I won't be able to take emails. Who's going to make the show funny? It's Tom. And Jerome. And Alex. Now we pivot to what the hell we can do and get away with when Brian's not here. In fact, my throat's getting a little sore. I don't know if I'm going to be here on Monday. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It might just be the Jerome show. Tomorrow on the program, I don't know. I have no direction. Honestly, I don't care if you're here or not because I'm not here. So That's true. You guys do what you want. No one would know if we were gone. Snowflakes would know. Goodbye, Brian. Goodbye, Adam. I will miss you, sir.